You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. You know, last week, um, a lot of Jewish men said Kiddush Lavana. I think it's, I was having a conversation with a cousin of mine after Kiddush Lavana. We were talking about, you know, that moment that happens to all of us where you're in the middle of saying the bracha, Kiddush Lavana, it's Saturday night, it's Matzah Shabbos, and you're saying the bracha, Baruch Hashem, Elkeinu Melech Alam. I kind of forgot the rest of the bracha on air, but that's okay. Um, and all of a sudden, somebody says, Shalom Aleichem, right? And you're like, oh, uh, 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 and then the person starts getting upset at you. Obviously, what happened, the guy was up to Shalom Aleichem, and he, he's waiting for you to respond to Aleichem Shalom. Little did he realize that you're still in the bracha, so you can't answer Aleichem Shalom. Um, I have no idea why I just said that story, but maybe we'll connect it somehow um, you know, well, well, truth is like this. There is this idea that, uh, you know, when we say Shalom Aleichem to somebody and they answer Aleichem Shalom back, it, it creates a certain connection. And when two Jews connect, it creates a real connection. And it's brought down that if you take a flame and you put it together with another flame, right? Take two candles and put them next to each other, and the flame will almost double, triple in size. There's a beauty in that connection. And when two Jews can walk down the street, or when two Jews can see each other, and by reciting, and by the recitation of Kiddush Levana, and they could say, Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom, it creates this connection between two Jewish people. And when we connect with others, we become bigger. We become we become greater. It's like those two wicks that, when joined together, um, rises and becomes that much bigger. And you know, really, the the you know direct connection with that is, is this week's parsha with Parsha Tzitzave, the very first pasuk and the first section of Parsha Tzitzave is talking about the Shemen Zayisach Lahaloi Sner Tamid to light a la- a lamp a nair continually. Uh, and it's a reference to the menorah. It's not just a reference; it's talking about the menorah in the in the Mishkan and the Holy Temple. And the menorah is is representative. Chazal tell us of that R, and the R represents the Torah. And the Jewish people, this is how we were supposed to connect with with the Torah. Um, you know, the and and every every it's brought down in the Zohar. Every person's face is a menorah, right? The menorah has seven lamps, right? And the two ears, those are the two outer branches, right? All the the orifices, there's seven orifices in the, in in the in the human face, and they represent the seven branches of the menorah, right? okay? So again, the two outer branches, the two ears. The two the next two inner branches are the two eyes. The next two inner branches are the two nostrils. That's six. And the seventh is the middle. It's the middle of the face. It's the mouth. That's the one going up. That's the that's the the near um the near tamid. And 
it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. The next time you look at someone's face and and you hear this idea, I believe it's the Zohar who says this. You, you like won't be able to not see menorah. Like you look at another person, hey, there's a walking menorah. We always say, hey, a walking sefer Torah, which is which is which is also there's a truth to that. In fact, I had a good friend um, one time. In fact, part of his whole shtick was he would walk around on Shabbos with an actual like Torah, like a Torah cover maybe they call it like a mantle thing he would walk around on shabbos with this with this like dressed as a walking safer torah and no it was not even parim i don't even think it was adar i don't even think it was close to the month of adar and um you know there's two ways of looking at that number one you could look at that and like quickly look the other way because like wait what is this guy doing and the other way you could look at that like wow this guy's taking a walking safer torah that analogy to a whole nother level like he's actually doing it um it's very, I don't. I don't necessarily recommend doing it for for everybody out there, but for for those those who would like, you know, yeah, be a walking safer Torah, be a light to other people, and we we know the connection between Torah and the menorah, like we said, because the Torah is the light, and the Jewish people are the light, the or the light unto the nations of the world. And the next time you see another person and you want to say something negative about them, and you want to talk a little bit not nice about them, and you want. Just realize, hey, there's a menorah right there. And that person sheds light. And that person gives off an aura, an aura just like you. I want to tell you a vart, an idea, a devar Torah. Call it what you want, but I think it's life-changing. And I want to share it with you. A few, a few years ago, I heard a great quote. Don't be the guy who knows the guy. Be the guy yourself. Um, this quote actually is accredited to... Um, a rabbi in Toronto by the name of Rabbi Stern. And it's a profound idea. And all too often as humans, we shy away from reality. And reality says that each of us individually can become something big and great. Yet our Itahara tries and too often succeeds at convincing us otherwise. The Itahara encourages us to read Gedolim stories and kid ourselves into thinking that we can never become great ourselves. He puts at the forefront of our minds an image of the guy, the guy who made it in life and then tells us, hey, we could know the guy, but we'll never actually be the guy. And the Yetzirah tells us greatness is reserved for them. Mediocrity is reserved for you. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, who is the fool? Is the Yetzirah the fool for telling me these things? Or am I the fool for actually listening to him and being, hey, there's a wall, there's a squirrel. No, there's none. Don't be so gullible, right? Don't be so gullible when the Yitzhahar tells us you can't be great. Don't be so gullible when the Yitzhahar says you can't do big stuff, you can't be big stuff. Don't be so gullible when the Yitzhahar says, yeah, you have to look there. No. No, you don't have to. Don't be so gullible. It's something to think about. Don't be the guy who knows the guy. Be the guy yourself. Realize you could be great. And this week's Parsha, Parsha's Tetzave, which just, by the way, is the only Parsha in the Torah that since the introduction to Moshe Rabbeinu and Shemos, this is the only parsha that he's not mentioned, and it's brought down Moshe Rabbeinu right when he heard about the Jewish people that they were that Hashem said, "I'm going to destroy the Jewish people." Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu said, "If so, mecheni na misifrecha, erase me from your book." And it's pointed out, misifrecha, from your book, misefercha, from the seferchaf, from the 20th book. What is the 20th book? What is the 20th parsha of the Torah? 
That's right, this week's Parsha, Parsha Titzava, is Parsha number 20. And this is the Parsha where Moshe's name is actually erased, um, because we have to be careful with the words that we say. Moshe said, if so, if you'll destroy them, and even though the Jewish people ultimately were not destroyed, Hashem um, did remove the name of Moshe from Sefer Chaf, from the 20th Sefer, from the 20th Parsha of the Torah, from this week's Parsha, Parsha Tzitzave. Although the Gura does point out that there are 101 Psukim in the Torah, and 101 is the same numerical value as the hidden letters of Moshe's name. Interesting. The first Pasuk of the Parsha says, V'yata Tzitzave es b'nei Yisrael v'yikhu e'lecha shemen zayis. Zach and you will command the children of Israel that they shall take for you clear olive oil, crushed for illumination, to light a lamp continually. And the great commentator Rashi says something that if you allow it to change your life, hey, maybe it just will. He says the following, Madlik Ola Me'elaha. He would kindle the fire of the menorah until the flame would rise on its own. And so often in life, we let everyone else become the guy. We say, yeah, he could be the guy. He's going to be successful. He's going to make, he's going to be great. That guy's going to be, uh, you know, successful. And we choose to know that guy. But we don't realize and we fail to realize that, hey, I can become the guy as well. Each member of the Jewish people is a flame that has the capacity, like Rashi says, to be shalheves oila to rise on your own, to stand up and be the guy. Chazal tell us, Ashrei adam she'amolo batayra ve'osenachas ruach liotro. Praiseworthy is the guy who toils in Torah and makes his creator proud. Just like every parent wants only nachas from their children, so to Hashem, our Father in Heaven, he, wants, he only wants to receive nachas from us as children. And the same way that nobody else on this planet can beat your heart for you, and the same way that no one else on this earth can breathe for you, so to no one else on this world in the past, present, and future can produce the particular nachas ruach that you can. No one can make Hashem proud in the unique way that you can. You are an individual flame that must rise that must rise on its own. And you must strive to be great yourself and be the guy who is the guy and not merely the guy who knows the guy. And notice what Chazal say when they made this statement. They said, Li Yotzro, right? Bianachas Ruach, Li Yotzro, to his creator. It doesn't say Li Yotzer, to the creator. In order to be great and produce a Nachas Ruach Tashem, you have to realize he is Yotzro. He is your individual creator. You have a personal, unique relationship with him, one that cannot be cultivated by anybody else, it has to be you. And one of the greatest pleasures of being a child is knowing that your parents are proud of you. And may we feel the same way in our relationship with Hashem, that we should take pleasure in knowing that Hashem is indeed so proud of us for lighting our personal flames of greatness. And no, I'm not done quite yet. Um, It's a relatively known question 
I don't like when, when speakers say that. I should have called myself out when people are like, oh, yeah, there's a famous, uh, you know, there's a famous Yalkut Shimoni in Parshish Bamidbar. No, what, what is the Yalkut Shimoni? Don't say it's famous. You're going to make me feel bad. So um, there is a question that is discussed in this week's Parsha, and that is the first two words. It says, Vi'ata Titzavah. Right? What does vi'ata titzave mean? It means, and you shall command. And several of the commentaries of the Mepharshim, they grapple with the question. And the question is, why does the Torah say vi'ata and you? Why is that necessary? Couldn't the Torah have left it out and say just command? Titzave, right? Whatever, however it would say. Don't say, and you shall command. Why does it say vi'ata? Look at the Archaim, he addresses this question. And I think the Torah is educating us with an unbelievable insight for our service of Hashem. You see, there are people who serve Hashem and do mitzvahs. You know, you go through the motions, they, they wrap their tefillin, they daven, they learn, and they do chesed. They give tzedak every time the person comes around with the pushka and shoulder and chesed shots. And, you know, they, they, they do all the stuff. They shake their lulav and they, they do everything. They're, they're, they're in class and they, they, they daven, they learn, etc. But... But that's not enough in Yiddishkeit. It's not enough to simply do the commandments. It's not simply enough to perform the commandments. The ultimate question is, Viata, what about you? Were you there? Were you involved? The most important factor is, Viata Titzave, that you have to make sure you are involved, right? Too often we lack the mindfulness and the presence of our own selves in our Vodas Hashem. We're doing, we're going through the motions, we're doing that, but we're, the only one that's missing is us, we're just not there, right? The Seder was completed, the words of davening were recited, the chesed was done, but there's one question that remains, where were you? Were you there? Were you present? Were you involved? Vi'ata titzave. Hashem begins the directive to Moshe Rabbeinu, with the word vi'ata titzave, and you shall command. Don't just command the Jewish people. You command the Jewish people. Make sure you command them. Make, sh- make sure you command them. Make sure you are present. Make sure you are felt. Make sure they're mindful of you and be there, be present. And it's this is an important idea is that we're gonna we're gonna know a lot of successful people and be around a lot of successful people, but we have to make sure Viata that we are there. Make sure the element of you is there, that you are involved. Um, and Hashem should should bench us and give us um, the strength, the courage, the fortitude, the wherewithal to do good, to be good, to not just um, know the guy, but to be the guy. And we should light, uh, continue, just like the Torah says, to light a lamp continually. And we should be able to make a difference in other people's lives and ultimately in our own lives as well. Thank you so much for listening to another Torah Sparks podcast. If you enjoyed it, please rate, please review. And Mir Tashem, we'll see you next week. Thank you.